You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. WWE, a backlash backs up the draft. It's Bilal Vakani. It's Daniel Shahori. Uh, we're going to talk about WWE backlash. Uh, Dan, how are you feeling going into this show? I'm excited. Whenever they go into a, a new market or a relatively new market, you know there's going to be a hot crowd. So hot crowds help. And I look forward to this Puerto Rican crowd. Yeah, no, I think that's the big theme of it. I think that's uh, a huge thing. I, I forget what the number is. I think I saw it this morning that there was about a $15 million subsidy WWE got from Puerto Rico for this, which, Good. you know what, more power to you. That's going to grow economies across the world. I can't really um, hit them too hard for that if that's a strategic thing they want to do to increase revenue. The problem for me with this show, Dan, is how it rubs up against the draft. A bunch of matches are rendered meaningless because of the draft. And the other matches are actually quite good. We'll go through it. I think there's some matches, and we'll go right to it. Cody and Brock Lesnar being one. This would have been such a better program, Dan, in retrospect, if Cody Rhodes was the undisputed, or at least the WWE or the World Heavyweight Champion, going into this match. Well, a lot of things would have been better. Uh, and and don't worry, because the draft will end up being meaningless as well, uh, as, as they always are. Uh, it, it'll be, but are you looking forward to a, a match more on this particular card? I, I think Bad Bunny and Damian Priest in the okay. San Juan street fight could steal the show. I think that yeah, could okay. be the main event if they want to send the crowd home happy. I, this Brock Cody thing is interesting, but it's very much like Brock Lesnar feuds we've seen before with Bobby Lashley. You know, it's Brock and this person you didn't think he would face. There's security involved. They're going to have a match. There was that initial tidbit of how it worked into Roman Reigns, but because Roman's not really on this show, um, they don't really want to draw attention to it. Like they're already trying to rewrite the storyline to pass it off as some great rivalry when it's, you know, quite honestly, a bit of a marriage of convenience here with that match. So who do you think goes over? Oh, that's a hard question. I think you have to give it to Cody. I don't think he's going to be up for that new world heavyweight championship on raw. I think he is on a path to win money in the bank and maybe set up a SummerSlam match with Roman Reigns because a certain title means that much to him. So I think he needs yes. it here. And, and Brock is Teflon. He is a free agent after all, which I don't yeah. think Vince McMahon ever got the memo on how free agency works um, <laughs> because you don't, sign free agents and you certainly don't have them show up <laughs> on all shows it, it makes no sense dan it's a weird group eh? i guess we'll we'll talk about it later the the, the aftermath of the draft but yeah, yeah it's no, so it's, odd yeah. it, it's going to come up a few times uh i will also say with bad bunny and damian priest you know hey look bad Bunny's a guy who's uh international superstar in terms of a musician him and priest have this great connection i think everything they've done up to this point it's been very good it's been on a level of, you know, if we're talking celebrity versus yeah. a superstar, and there's been a lot of good ones. You know, you could put Pat McAfee in that category. You certainly can put Logan Paul in that category. This is right he's, up there. He's, I was about to say the same thing. It's, it's, uh, and uh, probably more so. I mean, he's got a bigger reach than even Logan Paul. Yeah. And, and he, and, you know, he doesn't have as many matches as Logan Paul, or, or maybe they've had a, It'd be comparable. close. It'd probably be close. Two or three matches versus four, something yeah. along those lines. If you're counting Royal Rumble, something in that ballpark. I know uh, really nothing about this gentleman's music, but I'm mm -hmm. a big fan of this guy on WWE TV. He yeah. he's such a good get for them. He's mm -hmm. the, he you couldn't ask for a better ambassador uh, 
for for what he is and what he brings to the table so yes i am looking forward to that he he he's yet to disappoint so and the crowd is gonna be they're just gonna have so much fun with this match so it'll be fun dan do you remember when he was the musical guest on snl and he brought the 24 7 championship did you ever see that yes i saw that clip of course again unbelievable the fact that he was willing to do that yeah he's he's such a fan such a such a fan like and you just don't get that He's giving, and and uh, again, like if all celebrities would be like this, the ones that get integrated yeah, yeah. with the WWE, yeah, even a little bit more of that would be great. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the SmackDown Women's World Championship, which features Rhea Ripley from Raw and Selena Vega, which may be on SmackDown, but that doesn't matter because Selena Vega is not going to win. Um, mm-hmm. We'll talk about Bianca Belair and Io Sky in an old SmackDown match for the Raw Women's title. Dan, you know the draft is an issue. And then the other issue here is Vega is such an underdog here. And the way she got this match was she basically asked Adam, I don't know if it was Adam, Pierce, yeah. but basically, oh, hey, it's my yeah, home country. That's exactly what happened. A match. And like, they let her beat Sonya Deville. But like a yeah. single victory over Sonya Deville does not make you number one contender for anything, let alone this, you know, SmackDown Women's Championship. And I was literally sitting here, Dan, thinking, well, you know, she could have gone on a winning streak knowing that this was around the yeah. corner and you have Rey Mysterio yeah. and Legado del Fantasma in your corner. Like you could have told a story is, is one thing. Or you could have had some crazy battle royal where, you know, she sort of like, you know, slimed her way almost, you know, like flubber through people and just eliminated somebody dramatically at the end. Maybe you'd do a spot where she single handed <clears> through like a d- damage control or something out there. If it was an interbrand, that would have been it could like look. There's a lot of things like, that would have been like for me as a fan. I've been okay. It's very convenient. You want to get the star yeah. on the show because she's Puerto Rican. However, they could have also another option. They could have simply gone the the Rocky one route where mm. Apollo Creed challenges Rocky because it's in his hometown and he wants mm. a local, right? Like she yeah. could have done. Rhea Ripley could have done that, and mm. then she, there's this. Rocky's under underdog story and who knows who know, like it is quite possible just for the monster pop that they will let uh Vega go over for you know it could be whatever like however they do it just for a week and then and give uh Rhea back the tie like a week later they could absolutely do that just for the pop and for people just to go crazy it's it's I wouldn't be shocked if they did that I think this highlights the problem, and maybe we'll go to the Raw women's title match from this. If you had planned this better, you could have had Vega on, you know, Raw. You could have had her keep the title, or sorry, you could have had her on SmackDown, which she is on SmackDown. She could be bringing the title to the right show, and, you know, maybe the Judgment Day and the LWO get involved, and because the Judgment Day is already in a match, the numbers aren't in their favor for once, and they might start it and not be able to finish it. And then you could have had something with Bianca Belair where she, you know, somebody from Raw was even inserted into that match and could be a temporary champion. Instead, Dan, we're going to get some ridiculous belt swap, which is going to create an artificial title reign, certainly for Bianca Belair, probably for Rhea Ripley. The two of them are not going to fight each other for these belts, which is what I thought they were going to do after SmackDown. I thought, oh, this will be interesting. Bianca and Rhea will be on the same show. One of them will have to vacate a belt and they'll get to fight each other. And then we'll get the Street Profits and Bel Air versus the Judgment Day. Oh, and interesting. that's yeah. like a very interesting program, mm. which I'm sure they're going to do at some point. 
but you know they already teased it as recently as uh, you know survivor series last year it's just you know it's starting to become like uh, the the becky rhonda rematch we never got like it's you know or the four horsewomen of wwe versus the four horsewomen of mma like it's becoming one of those things where you can't sit on it for a year i i just i don't have faith in wwe especially with vince mcmahon there to do this i just don't have it so it becomes very problematic. I think Io and Bianca will have a great match, but it's basically a pointless match because Bianca A is probably going to win and both of these people are on the wrong show for this title and, and they're going to be switching belts probably the Monday after this show. If, if by miracle they could hold on and not ruin it, I, I, you know, I would love to see that both of them hold on to it and then fight at Mania. But you're right. It's I have no faith in that either. But that's where it should be going. Hmm. Or, or, but I agree that the especially when Vince, who's clearly back, hmm. uh, and you'll you're going to get to a match in a moment that is the epitome of why we all know that Vince is back. Yeah, no, no it's, I'm going to save that turd for last. Uh, let's talk about Matt Riddle and the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who were tri- picked incredibly low in the draft taking on the Usos, who are also Seriously. picked incredibly low in yeah. the draft and ultimately just ended up on the same show as Roman. So why they weren't just included as the first pick. I know when they went five people, no... the remember five people in the LWO got drafted at once. I was like, what? Why like, didn't, why didn't the bloodline do that? You know, Dan, if it was a serious point yeah. of contention among the Usos and Roman Reigns, and maybe it will become, yeah. I could see why you would do that as it stands. You know, Solo Sokoa goes with Roman. The Usos go separately. You have Heyman. Heyman got drafted. Yeah, and he wasn't even included. Like, I I don't. Anyways. Yeah. Let's get to this match. I I don't even necessarily care so much as to who can win, because you can make a pretty good argument for both. KO and Sammy just defended the tag titles. Riddle could get the pinfall over, say, Solo uh, or one of the Usos, and you could set up a rematch with Riddle and Roman. Uh, the Usos could win or they could lose or Solo could get the pinfall or he could not. But either way, you could have the Usos feuding with Roman out of this, maybe a very slow burn thing with Jimmy or Jey Uso. So I guess, you know, does it matter who wins this match, Dan? And is there a preferred direction they should take this? Because if you had to ask me, I have less of an appetite for Riddle versus Roman and more of an appetite for the Usos versus Roman and Solo because it's somewhat new. And, you know, if Randy Orton's coming back, I would rather see Riddle and Randy Orton in that tag team picture against Kevin Owens and Sammy. There's a lot of time, so you'll probably get all of that. Mm. Everything you just said, you'll probably get at some point. Uh, for this match, it's it's essentially a house show match. Mm. But in this case, I don't mind. I mean, again, it'll be... because. Otherwise, I mean, if it wasn't for bad money, this would have been a, a house show, right? Uh, but it's a major thing. So it is a house show match, but it, the crowd is going to love it. You know, they're going to see this crowd again. I'll go back to the crowd because like they rarely get. Uh, I've never I don't remember them ever getting a pay-per-view. Maybe they have. I don't remember. So they're going to be so hype and they're going to be hyped for everything. So they're going to love this match. They're going to love to see all those people. Let's start with the United States champion, Austin Theory. Taking on Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. Mm. Uh, so many problems. Forgot about this. Okay, so first of all, Theory goes to SmackDown. He doesn't yeah. get reunited with all the rest of the way or even do that feud with Johnny Gargano 
in a more meaningful way, let alone Dexter Loomis. Bobby Lesley goes to SmackDown. That's fine. That gives him a new brand. Bronson Reed is on Raw, which mm-hmm. could have made this match interesting if Gunter wasn't already on Raw with the Intercontinental title and is not defending his title on this belt. Um, so Bronson Reed can't win. I don't know if there's any point for Bobby Lashley to take the title at this point. He just had it before Theory, I believe. Sorry, he's on SmackDown, you said? He's on Lashley? SmackDown. So, you know, right. he could have it. He like, could he have could it. Theoretically have it. But we've seen it before. So now I'm just left with this match that kind of just means nothing. And a third of it seems completely implausible to me. No, if you're... if if. They let this kid beat Cena at Mania. Mm-hmm. You don't just hand over the belt to Lassie for the 14th time yeah. a month later. That would be such a waste. Uh, it, Austin Theory should, is the obvious choice, and hopefully they'll go through with that. That's silly yeah. otherwise. And hey, look, he's on a new show. There's probably quite yeah. a good you know, selection of matches. You Many people. Let's talk about Seth Rollins and Omos. There we go. Um, a couple questions here, Dan. Uh, one of which, which we already talked about, is does WWE know what free agency means? I think everybody but one person understands what the term means. And I think, you know, sadly, Dan, we're going to see guys like Omos and Brock Lesnar get, you know, free and agency. And Dolph Ziggler. Skills. Yeah. Well, he's no, a free agent. But, but let me draw a line. I think yeah. the two guys I mentioned, along with the two NXT guys, Zion Quinn yeah. and Von Wagner, basically okay. the four yes, big right. boys. Yes. Free agency to them means that they can show up on either show for Dolph Ziggler, for Mustafa Ali, and more so for the people who actually are free agents who aren't on either show, Aliyah, uh, maybe Alexa Bliss. I think this is going to mean they're fired or they're demoted to NXT. Time will tell, but the fact that WWE can't even use a different word to no, divide right. it's wrong. those situations. And look, maybe Alexa Bliss is just going to come back later as a surprise. Maybe there's some room for interpretation. But furthermore, you know, for a guy in Omos who you've deemed important enough to be on both brands, and really him and Brock Lesnar are the only guys who really legitimately have that billing. The other people, you know, we just don't know where they're going to end up on and get lost. For him to have this match thrown on with Seth Rick and Rollins, and for it to have so little build, is just amazing to me. Do you... Are you worried that what I think is going to happen is going to happen, which means Omos is going to beat Seth Rollins? That would be a disaster, especially if Rollins is the guy you've been touting as the front runner for this new World Heavyweight Championship. Like, yes. He needs to beat Omos because um, you've already mucked up the situation with Cody and Roman Reigns. If you muck up the Seth Rollins situation and we're going to literally give Cody the title his dad didn't want to win, and we ruin Seth Rollins in the process, this is a, a total mess. Well, it is, it is either way. Uh, the reason I'm, uh, what I'm hearing, this is not even my idea, but the mm. the fear about all this is that they're building Omos to challenge uh, Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. So therefore he needs a win over Seth Rollins, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So then if, if, if Rollins allows Omos to go over, then they will reward him with this shiny new belt. What a complete mess. Yep. Uh, speaking of which, Dan, before we go, I do want to open the floor to the draft. Um, so many things we could talk about, one of which is 18 superstars from NXT coming up. Um, the most interesting of which, because you know some of them make sense. Indy Hartwell was injured, had been in the system for three years, is going to vacate the women's championship. There's going to be a tournament for it. 
I think that's pretty clean. You're reuniting her with the way, except for theory. But then you look at the women's tag team picture where Isla Dawn and, uh, you know, Kylie Ray, who did both deserve to be on the main roster. They should have frankly probably gone from NXT UK directly to the main roster. So they're going to go to SmackDown. That's good. And they're going to take the women's tag team champions with them because in their last NXT match, they defended them against Katana Chance and Caden Carter, who also deserve to go to the main roster, but basically represented the only real female tag team they had left. And now, uh, Dan, they are legitimately, I can think of, I would say at tops, two female tag teams in NXT, and they're not in NXT, they're on Level Up, which is the new 205 Live. And Isla Dawn and, and Kylie Rae have just said they're going to defend oh. these titles on all three shows, which makes even less sense. Uh, what the hell is happening there? Well, that's two more than what the main roster had. Who's like, I mean, I know they have a, a set of titles, but is there a natural tag team on? Uh, was there, I mean, I would say the closest thing to a natural tag team right now is Ronda and Shayna. Yep. Uh, but I don't even count who holds the belt. So Rodriguez and, Raquel, and which is a I, I don't see them as the team, even though they're the champions. Oh, dude, they're, they're not even not a team. They're a worse version of another team, which is Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Right. Like, it's not even close, right? Like, so there's no who, team. So uh, I'm glad that I, I'm glad they brought those girls up because they need they need real teams, at least. Yeah. Um. I. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I don't care I, what happens to NXT. No, I, and, and I think that's very much the mentality, right? You don't take clearly shows. that was their mentality. What the, what they did to, to them. Yeah. yeah. And look, I'm sure the people at Fox are not crazy about some title that strictly belong to a USA property, which no. is owned by a different... Like, I'm sure they hate this idea of, like, why are you giving free advertising to NXT on our, you know, billion-dollar network show? I don't think they're crazy about this, and I'm sure it will not be long before the NXT part is quickly removed. I, I wonder how much they care about those things. So Because sometimes they appear to, and sometimes you, you never know. Yeah, I think a good example was when Solo Sokoa was North American champion... Uh, and he won it on the way out from NXT. And next thing you know, he lost it because I think somebody at Fox was like, what the hell is this belt from a show that we don't own? How are you getting free advertising off us when we paid you a billion dollars? That's I'm paraphrasing a lot there. But I think as soon as they got wind of what was happening and, and to WWE's credit, it took Fox way too long for a company that spends, you know, upwards of a billion dollars on SmackDown to notice this stuff is happening. Uh, to notice it was happening and say they didn't want it on their show. But uh, yeah. I very... think you give them too much credit. Yeah, maybe. About and, what they care about, yeah. And and I think, to be fair, the b- bigger issue is going to become you push up 18 people, and some of them are, you know, retreads, your Jinder Mahals, your Apollo Crews, from NXT to the main roster. You know, ultimately, Dan, 18 people aren't going back to NXT, Probably 18 to 10 people are probably going to lose their jobs in the coming months. It might sure. not be right away. Um, but look, we already know the Grizzled Young veterans are, you know. They want not, out. They want yeah. out. Not, it doesn't seem like NXT wants them out. They seem to be doing everything to keep them. Um, but you'd have to imagine, Dan, Dan, like there's always a post-WrestleMania purge. Yeah. Endeavors. Definitely, yeah. Well, they've promised yeah. it. Nick Khan is, is, is promised that it's coming. Yeah. And, and I think... If you really want to be brutally honest, a lot of these NXT deals are going to be minimum deals on the main roster. 
like uh, Isla Dawn and, uh, you know, she is not going to get the money that a Bianca Belair or a Becky Lynch and certainly not an Alexa Bliss is going to get, right? So you take someone like Alexa Bliss and if you can replace her with Indy Hartwell, you might take a few, I don't know how much, you might take a few million dollars off the books, right? Um, So it's, you know, Grayson Waller going to SmackDown. That was the big one, I thought. Yeah, that's a huge pick. Um, That's not good news for Austin Theory. And long-term, it's not good news for The Miz. That's legitimately two people you could very easily take off your books when their contracts come up, if not sooner. Um, It's it's very, very interesting. We're going to have to watch it closely, um, but I don't know. Fairly alarming. Two questions Hmm. about this draft. So one is, as we we talked about briefly, is like, why did... And again, they don't understand the word, but it was, why do you call somebody up to be a free agent? What does yeah. that mean? And you know what? The, the NXT ones are so unusual. Zion Quinn is such a minor concern. I think I saw him respond to being upgraded to a free agent. I don't know how else to phrase it during like a little montage at the start of NXT the other night. As for Von Wagner, he still was on NXT last night, you know, continuing to tell his story with Robert Stone, who may or may not go with him. I have no idea. Um, and it, it's, it's so, like, just put these guys on shows. Like, I don't understand what the point is of, like, it's such a weird in-between step i i'm I, it's it was weird it makes no sense like i it I makes don't, no sense i don't get it except that you know somewhere in the back of their mind triple h knows the axe is coming down and he might have said look th- there's a lot of people here who you can get on basically rookie contracts on the main roster uh, and they're not rookies they're so but why the vast majority good i mean but why why didn't they just put them on either show or why a free agent? Why not just leave them there if that's what they were going to do? Is my point. Like that, I I really don't understand the premise of this. Yeah, it, it's it's really really bizarre. Uh, like Elias was another great example. Why didn't you just draft Elias with Rick Boogs? I made they they are a tag team. That made absolutely no sense to me. That's true. And, and to that point, you know, you talk about Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. I guess they very easily could have been drafted with Omos if Omos was drafted. Um, mm. You know, maybe they should have been packaged with Bobby Lashley. Maybe they should have, like, how smart would it have been for strategically for them to, you know, re-declare themselves the Hurt Business and then maybe turn on each other the first day on SmackDown? That would have been a very... And then, you know, Cedric and Shelton can dissolve into main event or whatever they need them to do. But, there, you know, there's potential there to actually tell a story with this, you know, this very much feels like, you know, Nick Khan got into the draft room and started to put people on spreadsheets and free agent was just his word for, I don't know, either we don't know which show we want to put him on. Maybe there's some request for a couple of these guys to be on both shows. They should have left them there. Yeah. yeah, Maybe there's a couple of guys we have to start to pay properly because they are going to show up on both shows. But also there's another group of people that, we might just fire or we might downgrade to NXT, but we don't really have the balls to say that. And we're not going to deal with it now. Okay. So my final question about the whole thing is, and you might know this, cause I, I was really surprised where, why 
wasn't Braun Breaker drafted. So, uh, you know, and I'm going to defer to the what culture guys. This is their theory. I think traditionally a couple people come up after SummerSlam. Um, and I think Mello and Braun are a good fit for that. I also think you run into the issue of the USA Network has paid not a bunch of money, but maybe $50 million on their NXT uh, deal. And they want a certain level of star. So I guess they couldn't deplete their roster. The only other argument I could think of is WWE. I think they took the approach that a lot of sports teams would take. What were our needs? And they clearly identified their need was female tag team wrestling. You know, like there was a massive need there. They had a need in the mid card that could, you know, in the future be an upper card thing. But I, I think deep down, whether it's Triple H or Vince or some hybrid of the two, they're looking at Cody, they're looking at Roman, they're looking at Brock, they're looking at Seth Rollins, and maybe Shinsuke Nakamura to a lesser extent and some other stars. And they're saying, we've got four or five guys who we're very comfortable with in the top end of this picture. We have other guys like you know, Bray Wyatt or LA Knight who could find themselves right. there. Maybe we don't need a fully polished prospect from NXT right now. But, you know, maybe if that Brock Lesnar contract doesn't get renewed after SummerSlam and you've got to skyrocket somebody in to take on Roman, you throw up a mellow, you throw up a Braun Breaker. Um, but I guess they wanted to leave something in the tank for that eventuality. All right. Well, that's a better explanation than what I was given. So we'll see. It's, it's probably better than the truth. Uh, Dan, thank you as always for this. Uh, enjoy Backlash, everybody. And we will be back. Dan, there's some AEW pay-per-view before the end of May, if I'm not mistaken, or am I imagining that? Double or nothing? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Is it the same day as the WWE Crown Jewel? What is it called? I think it's the same weekend. So the 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 WWE ones are on Saturdays. It's double or nothing, right? Yeah. I think it's Uh, double or nothing. End of May. And then there's Night of Champions now. Night of Champions. And then we go into uh, Forbidden Door. Okay, so a lot happening. So I guess we'll probably do a double edition for the Night of Champions and the AW1. Yeah. Um, but until then, we'll give you guys a little break from me and Dan. Thank you for listening. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.